welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Today you are joined by your host, Tiara, and thank you so much for joining me for what is now episode 9 of my 2020 Comp Prep mini-series. So I am recording this on Monday, the 16th of March, 2020, and it's safe to say that there has been a humongous change of plans, and long story short, the Arnold's Australia has been cancelled, which is absolutely tragic, you know, and it's quite possibly the last thing I would have ever have expected to happen, and my heart just goes out to all of those who have worked so goddamn hard over the years and the months and the weeks and the days leading up to this event, and, uh, Geez, you know, every single competitor, every single coach, every single person just involved in the expo itself. It is absolutely tragic. But in saying that, I am a strong believer that this decision, you know, it's for the best because it's ensuring that everyone's health is being treated as a top priority. And as unfortunate as it is, you know, we really, really need to look at the bigger picture here. And I'm sure many of you are well aware of why this event has been canceled. If you are well in tune with what's going on in the world right now, right? But essentially coronavirus is having a humongous impact worldwide. And here in Australia, the Australian government has announced that from today, Monday, the 16th of March, they are putting a ban on any sort of social gathering of 500 people or more. So this has impacted numerous events all across the country. So for example, last week, you know, the Grand Prix had to be canceled, which was that massive car show down in Melbourne. The Melbourne Comedy Festival, which actually wasn't due to happen until after the Arnold's, that's been canceled. And Given that there is a 500 person ban and the Arnold's itself, it's the largest fitness expo that happens in Australia every single year. It is humongous. They had some stats on the website that said like 12 and a half thousand competitors alone, you know, well over 100,000 spectators. So that certainly exceeds the 500 person limit. And It was just outside of the organization's control, you know, like as much as every single person wants this event to go ahead, but it just can't, you know, it's not worth the risk and it's incredibly unfortunate. It's incredibly tragic, but guys, it's really coming down to people's health right now. And at the rate at which coronavirus is spreading, I think it's estimated like 20 to 50% of the Australian population is actually going to catch this thing. So it would just be completely irresponsible, you know, and completely selfish, you could say that, I think, you know, to congregate all of these people into one area. And yes, people can make the argument that, oh, it's just a cold, you know, like it's just a cold, you're unlikely to die from it, you know, and you'll get over it, you'll recover. But even though we are young and healthy and well, we all generally have strong immune systems, you know, even if we catch this thing, right? The thing is, is that we can give it to someone else who might be immunocompromised, right? They might not have a very strong immune system. They might be elderly and fragile and 
that could actually risk their life. So it really comes down to more than just us or you as an individual catching this thing, but your chance of actually giving it to someone else who isn't as in tip top shape as you are, but they might face the absolute worst of it. And it could get to that stage where it endangers their life or it might even take their life. So it's past that point of just thinking about ourselves. We really have to think about other people. We have to think about the entire Australian community, you know, the health of this country. And uh, while this is the last thing I would have ever expected to happen, right? Like a worldwide pandemic. It's, it is outside of our control, you know, and I think that the way the world is responding to this, I think the way that the Australian government is responding to this, like, it is absolutely sensational, you know? I feel like all of the health organizations all across the world, all these countries, they're really trying to fight this thing. They're really trying to look after the health of our worldwide population, you know? And yes, they are putting certain restrictions in place, but you know, it really, really is for our benefit, and we need to remember that. So even though certain events that are very important to us, you know, and we were working really hard toward, or we were just really, really looking forward to experiencing have been canceled, right? Or international flights are canceled, or some countries are closing off their borders. We just need to remain unselfish for a moment and think that yes, this is a sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice that might really save some people's health and it might even save some people's lives. So we just really need to put that first. And uh, it's not the end of the world, guys. You know, life will go on. We all will get better from this thing. And, uh, you know, it, in the future, you know, next year, the Arnolds, it's just going to be back even bigger and better than ever, you know, and every single other event that goes along with that. So I'm just trying to remain optimistic in that sense, you know, think about the bigger picture and I strongly encourage other people to do the same. But in terms of just specifically referring to the expo being canceled, my heart honestly just goes out to every single competitor that this has impacted because I'm a competitor myself, you know, and I know that competing at this specific show has been a goal of mine for years. It has been a goal that I've been working toward for years. It's been a goal that I've been in preparation for, you know, dieting for, for well over six months, right? And uh, I know that there are hundreds of other competitors in that exact same boat. So my heart just goes out to you and I'm so sorry that this happened at the very last minute and perhaps this is biased, but honestly, I think that if this was going to happen to any sport, bodybuilding would probably be the toughest one because the things that comp prep competitors go through, you know, the sacrifices we make for months on end, years on end, okay? In preparation for a single day, you know, a single show day opportunity, I don't think that a lot of other team sport players quite go through the exact same level of discipline and dieting and training and geez louise, okay? 
So bodybuilders, my heart just goes out to you because the amount that you have probably given your prep, right? And then for this to just been pulled from right under your feet, like it really is, it is just a tragedy. And in particular, you know, my heart really goes out to those seasoned competitors who were only competing in the IFBB this season. You know, they're not doing other shows. And yes, they would have done a state qualifier, but they might have been competing for a few years now. And they actually are at that level now where at the Arnold's, they were up there and they were going to be fighting for a pro card. That was their opportunity to get a pro card, right? And I just feel so sad that they don't get that opportunity anymore. And in particular, you know, there are professional athletes who may have become professional pro bodybuilders last year at the Arnold's or last year at a show, and they didn't even do the state qualifier. They've been specifically prepping for this one show. It would have been their pro debut. And, you know, five or six days out from their show, it gets canceled. It's just, it is so sad because the amount of work and effort that goes into this and then you don't get to showcase that on stage. It's, oh gosh, I'm I'm just so sorry that this has happened to all of you. But you know, don't discredit your hard work. You know, don't discredit everything that you would have put into this prep because it really would have just made you a better athlete. And the comeback is always stronger than the setback, you know? So if you don't let this get to you, if you don't throw in the towel, and remember, everyone here is in the same boat, you know? Keep fighting, keep pushing forward, and you will get another opportunity to showcase that work and you will be even better for it, you know, and you'll enjoy that day even more because gosh, it's just going to totally make up for unfortunately this one stage appearance that you would have missed. But yeah, I just, I really, really wanted to say that, that I'm, I'm sorry for absolutely every single athlete that this has impacted and it really is the absolute last thing that we would have possibly expected, right? But let's just have our fingers crossed and pray that they make the entire process very easy, very breezy for everyone. Getting all of their money back, you know, like refunds for flights and accommodation, the show itself, hair, makeup, tan, expo tickets, all of this stuff. So let's just hope that, uh, you know, they do make that a very easy process for everyone because everyone's very, very upset and shocked at this time. So the least they could do is not be, you know, just really frustrating and not give people's money back because I know myself, like this show would it cost me well over one and a half thousand dollars with flights, accommodation, Hair, makeup, and tanning was $500 itself. Just stepping on stage in three divisions, that was $600, you know? Like getting the bikini, getting the jewelry, uh, getting stage photos, it's well over one and a half thousand dollars. So it is a lot of money. And obviously finances can be stressful for people because they don't want this money to just be thrown down the toilet. So I really hope that the entire refund process for everyone is a breeze. You know, I think that in this circumstance, that's the least they could do. So moving forward, you know, I'm doing my absolute best to stay optimistic. And of course, I am absolutely gutted that I don't get to step on that Arnold stage because, 
you know, I feel so grateful that I did get to achieve my dream and achieve my goal of stepping on an IFBB stage this year in Queensland two weeks ago, but I was just so excited, guys. I was so excited. I was so determined to just get up there on an IFBB bikini stage one more time and just improve upon myself, you know, and just be better, have another opportunity to showcase my hard work and just improve. And gosh, I was really, really looking forward to having that opportunity. But unfortunately, you know, like I've said many times, it's just outside of our control. And unfortunately, I, I don't get to have that this year. So uh, moving forward, I don't think that I'll be competing again until season A 2022, because I need a very solid improvement season to really just continue to develop my physique, right? So let's hope that coronavirus is gone in two years from now and uh, I get to step on that Arnold stage in 2022 and just come back bigger and better. So really trying to look at it that way. But luckily, I am so thankful that at this point, you know, touch wood, pretty much moving forward, I still have four potential show opportunities. So three of those show opportunities are with the ICN. So we've got the ICN Sunshine Coast Classic coming up in three weeks. After that, two weeks later is the Brisbane Classic. Two weeks after that is the Sydney Nationals. So Fingers crossed those are all still going ahead. Jason Woodforth, the ICN Queensland president, is very confident at this time that, you know, the show still will go ahead. I know that some other federations, they have canceled their shows like NBA. Unfortunately, they've canceled their shows, but Jason, he freaking loves this and he's going to fight till the death for this, you know, like he really, really wants people to have that opportunity to get up on that stage because he's a competitor himself. He knows what we've gone through. He really, really cares about this and uh, he really cares about us and the athletes. So he's very confident that the Sunshine Coast show is certainly still going ahead. At that time, there's still, and it's probably likely that there's still going to be that 500 person limit at a single venue. So he's just prepared, you know, to, uh, to control that. So obviously competitors would get the very first priority and judges after that, I'm imagining each competitor hopefully gets to have their coach there, or at least one person and then just control controlling the crowd. So it might even come to that, you know, they might just have to really tightly control the numbers there. So for example, if bodybuilding's in the morning, they might just have to say like, okay, after you get on stage, after you compete, unfortunately you just can't hang around the venue for the rest of the day and watch the show. Like you'll just need to go home so that other competitors can come in. They can get their stage opportunity. They can have their one spectator in the crowd supporting them so that it's fair for everyone. Obviously, it's not going to be the same. And again, this is the last thing you would have ever expected to happen, right? Like the absolute last thing on the planet. You don't plan ahead for events like this and think of that, you know, these circumstances might potentially arise. Like that's not even a thought in the back of your mind, but it's happening. But, you know, I think that they are doing their absolute best to uh, make the most given the current circumstances. So 
moving forward, ICN in three weeks. I'm really, really looking forward to that, guys. I'm so excited, you know? So I'll be competing in that show. I'll be doing ICN Fitness and ICN Sports Model. I will be doing three divisions for each. So I th- I'm doing like the rookie for each, I'm doing novice, and I'm doing open. So man, I'm just so excited. I uh, it should It should be fantastic. And Again, I've been working incredibly hard for this. And again, although IFBB bikini was always a dream of mine and and I've achieved that, you know, this season, ICN Fitness and ICN Sports Model has also always been a dream of mine because when I competed back in 2018 in the bikini category, I was in that awkward in-between where I was quite like, I was just too lean for bikini, but I didn't have nearly enough muscle for fitness or sports models. So that's what really motivated me to really freaking push my limits during my improvement season and come back two years later with the physique, you know, worthy of standing on that stage and actually fitting in and being able to hold my own. So I'm really looking forward to that, upgrading myself from an ICN bikini to an ICN sports model and fitness competitor. So yeah, three weeks away, hopefully, fingers crossed, that show is not canceled, but I have a lot of faith in Jason that he will go to the world's end to ensure that the competitors get that stage opportunity, because like I said, he knows how much this means to us. He knows how much this means to us. And I can confidently say that I think Jason cares way more about the athletes, you know, and giving them that opportunity to celebrate their hard work so much more than he cares about the finances, right? That's why they even put out a message saying that they are actually willing, if it comes to this, to actually have the show with no spectators so that it would pretty much just be competitors, judges, and a few coaches. So that really says a lot about Jason too. You know, he's not in this for the money. He he really, really wants us to be able to celebrate our hard work. You know, he knows how much we've all put into this. So whatever happens, happens. Obviously, I'll be giving updates every single week. You guys will be up to date every single day, I'm sure, through social media platforms because coronavirus, you know, it's honestly changing things every single minute of every single day all around the world. So gosh knows what's going to happen, but let's just hope for the best, okay? Hoping for the best and uh, hoping that season A 2020, everyone competing this season in the still upcoming shows that are still running, you know, we really get to take advantage of that because, oh God, it would just be an absolute tragedy if every single competitor here right? Prepping this season, everything we've gone through just a few weeks or a few days out from actually getting on stage, we're not able to. We're not able to. So oh, I'm trying to stay optimistic. You know, I've, I've always had a very positive outlook on things. I've always, you know, tried to see the bright side of things. And, you know, I do have a lot of faith that everything is going to be okay. And uh, no matter what, we are going to get an opportunity to shine up there. So, so yeah, but Given that, so let's talk about this last week because this has actually been a very interesting last week and obviously the whole Arnold's thing has thrown a spanner in the works, but uh, you know, it is pretty cool moving forward. So if you guys remember from the end of my episode last week, I briefly spoke about how I was planning to have a consultation with Joey Cantlin this week. 
just to really sit down with someone, you know, get a second pair of eyes, discuss things, and just talk about my plan moving forward. And the reason why I chose Joey out of all the very well-educated, you know, very evidence-based and successful coaches out there is because Joey just has a wealth of experience and success with coaching female fitness competitors in particular. So ICN Sports Model and ICN Fitness, like that's certainly one of his divisions of expertise. And because I'm competing in those divisions this season, it's only appropriate to go to the best guy, right? So I met Joey on Wednesday, which was awesome. And uh, we were just able to pretty much sit down, talk everything through. And he also helped me tweak a bunch of my posing. So at the time when I was still doing IFBB, he helped me tweak my IFBB posing, which was so helpful. You know, the smallest little changes can make such a difference. And it just reinforces that, you know, you can always get better, okay? So never think that, you know, you've got it down packed because there's always something else to learn, especially when it comes to posing. So yeah, uh, he helped me in my IFBB posing, but he also greatly helped me with my ICN fitness posing too, which again, was amazing. He made my physique look so much better just by moving my body into slightly different positions and uh, teaching me very helpful and very very clever techniques, especially with how to turn on my almost non-existent quads. <laughs> but anyway, I was able to sit down with Joey and just have a very honest and open conversation, which I just really appreciated. So pretty much we spoke about how it's just a matter of time. You know, we both recognize that I'm still young, I'm still 22, and it's just a matter of time of continuing to develop my physique and getting more size, getting more muscle on my physique. And we also spoke about how I am at a slight disadvantage with my height because I am 176.4 centimeters tall and depending on who I'm standing next to on stage, I can kind of tower over them. And uh, that can certainly be a disadvantage, you know, because if you look a lot taller, if you look a lot more up, straight and down, even if you're an extra 10 or 15 kilograms heavier than the girl next to you, if she's 15 centimeters shorter than you, her proportions are just gonna look a hell of a lot better, you know? So in order for me to actually hold my own and stand my own ground, I just really do need to build a lot more muscle because it has to cover much longer limbs. It has to cover a larger body in order to look in the same proportions as someone much smaller than me. So that's pretty much, yeah, we spoke about how I just need more size. I need more time. And unfortunately, my height does give me a slight disadvantage. But at the same time, I am well aware of that, you know, and it doesn't get me down because I am very determined over these next coming years and decades to continue my resistance training, right? I freaking love this. I live and breathe this. I will be doing this till the day I die. I will be that 90 year old grandma, you know, benching and deadlifting. Okay. Like <laughs> if you're around when I'm 90, like just watch me. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm well aware of that, you know, but I am certainly still willing to put in the work. I love training. I love not having to feel like I have to some, 
for some reason restrict my training. Like I know some people think that they develop muscle too quickly, you know, or they limit the amount of weight that they lift or they limit about the uh, they limit the number of times that they lift per week because they feel like their shoulders just explode or you know their quads develop really quickly. Like I ain't in that boat. So I can push myself as freaking hard as I want, okay? I can eat a lot of food and I can grow my physique over these next coming years to really, really hold my own and be very impressive when it comes to the, uh, to the muscle department. So I'm very determined for that. But yeah, Joey helped me enormously with my posing, especially for ICN fitness, uh, just by, you know, certain hand positions, like when I'm in a back pose, just putting my hands a little bit more closer to my scalp, just to make my arms look a little bit shorter. And Joey also taught me how to do a power pose. So when I'm on my side for my side pose, I actually put both hands on my hip. It's kind of like a superwoman pose. I freaking love it. And, uh, yeah, just these little things to just create that illusion that, I ain't super lanky, you know, like so that when I actually get up there, carved up, pumped up, you know, I can really, really showcase the muscle that I have and I don't look long and stringy and like, you know, like my arms are like some sort of noodle or something like that. So yeah, Joey really helped me with that. And uh, I also asked Joey just for some very honest and constructive feedback and just some guidance moving forward because I am coaching myself through this, you know, but it really is getting to that point where I do need a second pair of eyes, okay? Like, I need to know where to go from this because I have lost over 10 kilograms now. I am sitting at around sub 58, you know, mid 57 kilograms right now. So I am a much smaller person. I'm a much lighter body weight. And being in prep now for over 28 weeks, like, I don't care who you are, your eyes can get skewed sometimes, okay? I think that we are all guilty to thinking at times that we look like crap when we actually look really good or, you know, usually at the beginning of prep, you actually sometimes look, think that you look freaking jacked and then you look back on your photos now 20 weeks later and you're like, dude, I was still pretty chubby. Like, <laughs> why was I trying to take an ab shot at like 23 weeks out? Like, <laughs> Just really funny, right? But in, yeah, like I said, you know, I don't care who you are. Your eyes can become skewed and you really need a second pair of eyes to really look at you and say, okay, what should you do now, you know? And I asked Joey, like, with the girls that you've prepped in the past, you know, girls that who are my same height, my same body weight, have a similar level of muscle mass, you know, given their skin folds, all of this sort of stuff, like, where do you recommend I keep going from here? You know, like I would told him my rate of loss, how before it was between 0.5 to 1% of body weight per week, but now I've, you know, slowed it down to around 0.25 to 0.5% of body weight per week told him how much I'm eating, all of that stuff. I said, how much more do you think I need to lose? Because on that day, that was my last low carbohydrate day of the week. I actually weighed in at my lowest weight of this entire prep at 57.6 kilograms that day. I was flat as a flipping tack, okay? I posted some photos from our posing lesson together on my Instagram in like a red bikini at Body Boss Studios and Dude, I'm freaking flat, okay? <laughs> it, it ain't a good look. I don't care if you're a low body weight. If you look flat, like, you don't look your best. I'd rather weigh an extra kilogram heavier 
be more hydrated, be much more full of glycogen and look a lot better regardless of what the scale says. But anyway, sorry, that's a bit of a side tangent. I asked Joey this, right? And I was actually pretty surprised by his response because when I asked like, you know, what do you think my rate of loss is? Like, should how much more weight do you think I need to lose? And he honestly looked at me and said, I don't think you need to be any leaner. And what I really admired about Joey is that he didn't blow any smoke up my butt. He just said in a few simple words, you're leaner than you think. And we had this discussion about how there comes a point in a prep where it's no longer about losing weight, okay? It's no longer about seeing the scale go down because it's just a matter of if you actually want to look leaner, you know, and you want to look bigger, you need more muscle mass. And muscle mass is built in an improvement season, you know? Obviously, you're not going to build it during the tail end of a flip and prep, okay? But at the same time, if you reach that point where you are lean enough, but if you keep trying to dig and push any further than that, and you know, you keep seeing the scale weight drop, if you don't have much body fat on you anymore, you just really are at a risk of losing more muscle. And that is like a comp prep competitor's biggest nightmare, okay? Losing muscle during a prep. We want to avoid that at all costs. And Joey also spoke about and he gave a few examples of people he's seen over the years on how when people do get ready too early, you know, they, they, they peak, you know, quite a few weeks or even well over a month or two months out from their show, right? If they keep trying to dig and they keep trying to diet into that show for that next month or two, when they were technically already stage ready, he just said they lose that pop. You know, they lose that fullness to their muscle bellies and ultimately they don't look as good, you know, and they start to fade away. And having this conversation with him was honestly just so eye-opening and it really made me take a second look at my physique as if I was like wearing different lenses, you know, I wasn't wearing those blurred like comp prep skewed lenses where like I'm always looking at my own physique and I'm like I can be leaner I can lose more weight blah 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 everything that people go through right it's like I put on a new pair of glasses and I'm like oh shit wow I'm actually 57 kilograms oh my god and it made me look at the photos he took of me and the posing videos he took of me and I'm like holy shit I really do not have much body fat on me at all right now and I look incredibly flat in these photos and if I really do try to keep pushing the scale down I really I'm not gonna look any better dude like I need to look fuller I need to have larger muscle bellies and yeah long story short Joey recommended that I actually begin my reverse diet which again was just eye-opening to me because like I said I went in there asking him like, you know, how much more weight do I need to lose? And next minute he's like, you should probably start reversing. And again, it just made me think, you're right. Like I'm in my 28th week of prep. I've been dieting for 28 weeks now. If I'm not in a position yet to start reversing into my upcoming shows, what the heck have I been doing the last 28 weeks? So. I am just so grateful that I had that opportunity to consult with Joey. And I think it's just a fantastic reminder that 
if you are coaching yourself through a comp prep, you know, don't shut off your doors, okay? Don't try to isolate yourself. Don't think that you can do everything yourself, right? Because it's always worthwhile getting a second opinion from someone that you trust, you know, someone who is very experienced in this industry because you can't do everything yourself. And I've certainly never been in that mentality of doing everything myself. I'm always, you know, doing my absolute best to stay open-minded and having intelligent conversations with people about different regimes, different methods, different ways of training and dieting, you know, getting help from multiple different posing coaches, going to multiple different posing workshops. And in the case of Joey, you know, having a conversation and a consultation with someone that I trust, someone that's very experienced and just honestly asking, where do you think I should go from here? So yeah, never close off your doors, okay? Like never try to isolate yourself, never think that you can do all of this on yourself because you really will limit your potential and you won't be your best. So, you know, take advantage of your resources, take advantage of other people's skill sets. And I'm not saying, you know, listen to every Pete, Joe, and Bob's opinion out there. Like some things you can take with a grain of salt, okay? (laughs) What I'm saying is that, you know, keep your circle tight, still have these open and intelligent conversations with people and stay open-minded, okay? And uh, yeah, definitely near, especially, you know, the tail end of a comp prep, do get a second pair of eyes on your physique because, vision can become very, very skewed. Yeah, speaking from experience there. So going on from there, I have began my reverse diet. So I did consult with Joey last Wednesday. That was my last low carbohydrate day of the week and one that I'd already planned for. So that was on 200 grams of carbs. And then the next three days were as usual. I brought my carbohydrates up to 325 grams on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And this was before I found out that the Arnold's was going to be canceled. So my plan of attack there was to slowly begin my reverse diet. So I was still going to follow that four lower day, three higher day protocol, but I was going to bring the calories up on my lower days. So very slowly, you know, because I was on 200 grams, I was going to bring them up to 225. So I was going to start that on Sunday, bring them up to 225 and actually run that this week until Tuesday, because then I was going to start my carb up for Arnold's on Wednesday, Thursday, and then I was going to compete on Friday morning. But that plan obviously went out the window yesterday because the Arnold's is canceled. But in saying that, I've actually chosen to not go with that four lower, three higher day approach this week. And I've actually chosen to give myself an entire week, or in fact, it's kind of like 10 days of a diet break, which I think is absolutely essential for me right now in the position my body is currently in. And the reasoning for that is because I'm experiencing the greatest amount of diet fatigue that I have this entire prep, you know? And it makes sense because I've been in prep now for well over 28 weeks. And uh, it's just really gotten to me, guys. You know, like the fatigue is setting in. And it's actually at that point now where it's not about an acute influx of carbohydrates, you know, like, 
Obviously, high carb days are awesome and having consecutive high carb days are awesome because you can eat more food, right? And that's always a plus, you know, that does always make you feel better. But you'll find that there comes a point where it's not just about that acute influx of food. The fatigue is actually just from being a very low body weight and having very minimal body fat on you. And you've been chronically dieting and you've been chronically expending plenty more energy than you're intaking every single day. So the fatigue really, really set in on me this week. And honestly, the the reason why I felt it and the reason why I know I need to take this diet break is because on Saturday, right? That was my third high carbohydrate day for the week, right? So I had nearly 1000 grams of carbohydrates across those, the last three days. And, uh, I felt the most tired that I have in months. Like I was at the gym, you know, carved up. I was full of caffeine and I just kept yawning between sets of hip thrusts. Like I was just so tired and I felt more tired than I did on my fifth low day after 150 grams of carbohydrates, right? Like I felt more exhausted despite being full of food. So, and that's even after the week before, you know, I'd still brought up my carbohydrates on my low days up to 200 grams. So I was just chronically fatigued and it there it wasn't at that point anymore where, uh, it was just about that, you know, acute influx of woohoo, like had a high carb day feeling awesome, right? Like you still feel good, but there's just that underlying level of low energy, which it, it is tough to combat, you know, and anyone who has been in this position before, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. So because of that, you know, because Arnold's has been canceled this week, because I am feeling very fatigued. Uh, and it's also not a fatigue due to training because remember I took a deload only two weeks ago during the, uh, for the Queensland show, right? So I actually only trained three times that week. Two days were normal sessions. One day was just a full body pump session. So I certainly don't feel like I need to take a break from training. I don't need to take another deload because my strength is actually there in the gym, especially since increasing my carbohydrates. I'm actually feeling very strong during my workouts, but like I said, it's just that underlying level of fatigue and you're kind of just yawning at random times of the day, right? So Arnold is canceled for this next week. I don't need to do a peak week this week. And Jack and I have discussed this and it just makes the most sense for me to just give myself a diet break. Plus my last diet break was actually at nine weeks out from my first show. So that was around 11 weeks ago now. So very beginning of January, well over two months. So this diet break is actually coming at a really, really good time. So in terms of my diet break, I did start it pretty much on Thursday at those 325 grams ran that until Saturday. Yesterday I had a rest day, uh, so I wasn't as active, um, and I just brought them up to 275 grams. But starting from today all the way until next Sunday, this entire week, I'm just gonna run a high day every single day for my diet break. So 325 grams of carbs, 35 grams of fat, and also I'm gonna have protein at 150 grams. So just run that for this next week, you know, 
just hopefully just uh, reduce some of that diet fatigue that I have been accumulating. And um, yeah, just get, you know, my energy levels are always generally pretty high, but just get them that little bit higher, you know, like really feel like maximum Tierra again. Uh, and yeah, just just have a good week. And hopefully just, I this, this will come with months, of course, but just hopefully eliminate some food focus, you know, because... I am heavily food focused right now, you know, and uh, it's it's not even that I'm hungry. I'm just always thinking about food. And even during the night, you know, like I'll wake up to pee and then I'll get back into bed, try to fall asleep. But I start thinking about what I'm going to eat the next day or what I'm going to have for breakfast. And it's incredibly distracting. And it's a lot easier said than done than like, just don't think about it, right? Like, it's at that point now where my body wants energy so bad. Like my mind is always going to redirect to calories, no matter how hard I try. So, um, I am very heavily food focused. So I'm really hoping that this week, you know, again, it just does help to subside some of those feelings and those emotions, um, when it comes to eating food. Yeah, so having a diet break this week should be a really good week, should be a fantastic week of training. And then ICN Fitness coming up in three weeks. Like, it's looking good, guys. I'm I'm really, really excited. And uh, I'm hoping, you know, moving into this, obviously, we're going to see how my body weight responds and everything like that. Pretty much my body composition over this last week. From taking skin folds, also tracking my composition changes through progress photos right now, and obviously scale weight too, you know, like I definitely have continued to get leaner despite my body weight still fluctuating within just a few hundred grams. So, like I said, last week, last Wednesday, on my last low carb day, I did weigh in at the lightest I have all prep, so 57.6 kilograms, which is really, really light for me. But ever since my high carb days, you know, it's been pretty steady at 57.9 kilograms, which is equivalent to last week and equivalent to the week before when I competed, but I still look leaner. So things really still are happening underneath the surface of just that scale weight alone, which is awesome, right? Because obviously I still need to have a very lean physique when I'm up on that ICN fitness and ICN sports model stage. But it's really coming to that point where like, I'm really not putting a heavy emphasis on scale weight. As long as it doesn't drop significantly, of course, or as long as it doesn't, you know, spike significantly, I'm really at that point now where as long as it can stay stable, so as long as I'm like around the high 57s, low 58s, right? Just depending on my hydration status, I'm putting a much larger emphasis on how I look because I just look so much better now when I am closer to 58 compared to 57.6, right? Like I don't want to be flat and depleted. I honestly look terrible. I look, I look terrible. I don't care what the scale weight is. Like I want to look my best. I want to feel my best. I want my erectors and my back to be full of glycogen. I don't want them to be flat. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much that diet breaking this week, which should be awesome. But other than that, this last week has been awesome. And 
It's been beautiful weather here in Brisbane. It's March now. It's getting a lot cooler. So even at night, it's gotten down to like 16, 17 degrees sometimes. Sleeping so much better. I really am sleeping better now that I obviously have more carbohydrates in me. But with the cooler weather too, like, uh, like at the points where I don't wake up to pee and then I'm thinking about my breakfast, like other points I'm sleeping like an absolute stone. So <laughs> sleeping really, really well at the points where I am asleep, which is awesome. But yeah, it's just been clear blue skies, like cool weather, sunny, taking my dogs for walks for every day. It's been, it's been beautiful and just yeah, a good week of work and uh, a really good week of training with Jack. Jack and I went to a comedy show on Thursday, which was super duper fun. And oh, another thing, I actually had the opportunity to be a podcast guest of my own this past week. So on Friday, I recorded a podcast with Kate Loader. She is a IFBB bikini competitor herself, and she's also the host of the Bikini Down Under podcast. And I'll put the links to all of that in the show notes below, but I highly recommend that you guys go and check it out. So she pretty much just interviewed me on who I am as a person, who I am as an athlete, who I am as a coach. And uh, it was just really fun. You know, we got to bust a lot of myths when it comes to like carb loading, you know, and keto diets and all of these different things relating to, uh, to bodybuilding, like bro science. It was really, really fun. So I'm so grateful for that opportunity and I uh, just, it's an absolute honor to be on that podcast, you know, because she's interviewed plenty of other IFBB bikini pros. So it's really cool to uh, be on that platform with all of them. So yeah, that was super fun. It was so much fun just being a podcast guest of my own because I'm always used to, you know, recording these with Jack, recording these solo and interviewing other guests. So it was a cool opportunity and I really, really enjoyed it. So definitely go check that out. Uh, it's called The Bodybuilding Dietitian's Tierra Nelson. I think it's the most recent episode on the Bikini Down Under podcast. So yeah, guys, that's pretty much going to be a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And again, if you were one of those athletes that was negatively impacted by the Arnold's being canceled, like just keep your head held high, okay? Keep pushing forward. Don't throw in the towel. Like, just take this as adversity, but, you know, just come back bigger, better, stronger because there certainly will be other show opportunities, okay? And it's just gonna be an opportunity to be even better than you would have been this weekend. So, uh, yeah, just keep working, stay positive, you know, stay healthy, try your best not to catch coronavirus, and... Keep lifting, enjoy the extra food if you're now entering your improvement season and should be good, you know? Next time you get the opportunity to stand on stage, it's gonna be one hell of a celebratory time. So keep working toward that. But yeah, guys, this next week should be good. I really look forward to catching up with you next week. So right now I am three weeks out from my next show. So next week I'll be able to give an update on everything that happened during my diet break, everything that happened this last week, but should be good. And I hope you guys all have an amazing week too. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and I'll catch you next week.